the 33rd chapter. I studied for about three hours this afternoon and got in prayer and God just turned everything around. I really appreciate the working of the Holy Ghost, what God's doing in His people. Because I can tell you there's a deep, 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 deep working of the Spirit of God in the hearts and minds of God's people that are hungry for Him and will search Him out and seek Him. Amen. So there's a deep working of the Spirit hearts and minds of God's people. I just feel something in the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Y'all with me in Ezekiel 33? The devil don't want this word out tonight, I can tell you. Come here, Brother David. I may be able to do it myself. I got it. Verse 1. Again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, speak to the children of thy people, and say unto them, When I bring the sword upon a land... If the people of the land take a man of their coast and set him for their watchman, if when he seeth the sword come upon the land, he blow the trumpet and warn the people, then whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet and taketh not warning if the sword come and take him away, his blood should be upon his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet and took not warning. His blood should be upon him. But he that taketh warning shall deliver his soul. But if the watchman see the sword come and blow not the trumpet, and the people be not warned, if the sword come and take any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. So thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word at my mouth and warn them from me. When I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, thou shalt surely die if thou dost not speak to warn the wicked from his way. That wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Nevertheless, if thou warn the wicked of his way to turn from it, if he do not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity. But thou hast delivered thy soul. You go with me to the book of Isaiah, the 62nd chapter. 
in the sixth verse. Isaiah 62 and 6. I have set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace, day nor night. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silent. Give him no rest till he establish, and until he make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. From Jeremiah, the sixth chapter. Thirteenth verse. For from the least of them, even unto the greatest of them, everyone is given to covetousness. From the prophet, even unto the priest, everyone dealeth falsely. They have healed also the hurt of the daughter of my people slightly, saying, Peace, peace. When there is no peace. Were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? Nay, they were not at all ashamed, neither could they blush. Therefore they shall they fall among them that fall at the time that I visit them. They shall be cast down, saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways and see, and ask for the old path. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk therein. Also I sent watchmen over you, saying, Hearken to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, We will not hearken. Therefore hear ye nations, and know, O congregation, what is among them. Hear, O earth, behold, I will bring evil upon this people, even the fruit of their thoughts, because they have not hearkened unto my word, nor to my law, but rejected it. From Isaiah twenty nine, and I'm giving you all my scripture up front. Verse 9. Stay yourselves in wonder, cry ye out and cry. They are drunken, but not with wine. They stagger, but not with strong drink. For the Lord hath poured out upon you the spirit of deep sleep and hath closed your eyes. The prophets and your rulers, the seers, has he covered. And the vision of all has become unto you as the words of a book that is sealed, which men deliver to one that is learned, saying, Read this, I pray thee. And he saith, I cannot, for it is sealed. The book is delivered to him that is not learned, saying, Read this, I pray thee. And he saith, I am not learned. Wherefore the Lord said, For as much as his people draweth near me with their mouth and with their lips to honor me, and have removed their heart far from me, and their fear is taught me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. Therefore, behold, I will proceed to do a marvelous work, 
among this people even a marvelous work and a wonder for the wisdom of their wise men shall perish. The understanding of their prudent men shall be hid. Woe unto them that seek deep to hide their counsel from the Lord and their works are in the dark and they say who seeth us and who knoweth us. Surely your turning of things upside down shall be esteemed as a potter's clay. For shall the work say of him that made it, he made me not, or shall the thing frame say of him that framed it, he had no understanding. Got one more scripture from First Peter, the fourth chapter. Seventeenth verse. Everybody there with me? For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Would you go to prayer with me? Father, I thank you for your word. Now ask you, Lord, to overshadow me tonight. Give me the wisdom and the strength, the knowledge and the understanding, God, to speak your word with boldness. Lord, let your wisdom, your compassion, and your understanding, and I need to give you to give your people eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to understand what the Spirit is speaking to the church. I want to talk to you tonight as long as the Spirit of the Lord will lead me. On the watchman has seen and I must speak. The watchman has seen, and I must speak. Ever since I've been serving God, God's always showed me things. I just can't get away from it. The Lord spoke to me years ago, and He said, I've set you a watchman over the house of Israel. He said, when I tell you things, he said, you warn the people. He said, the people that listen, I'll spare them. He said, those that don't, he said, I'll require their blood on their own hands. Back probably two years ago, I, don't, I think it was two years ago, Mama might remember, but we were down at the minister's meeting. First night of the meeting, we was there, and I was driving down the road, and off on the side of the road, out in a big field, I seen a big staircase come down from heaven. And I seen a man walk down those stairs. Y'all remember, I come back and told you. And the Lord spoke to me, and he said, The watcher has come down. The Lord told me he was walking the earth to see the evil and the perversion and the ungodliness. And he was going to go report back to God. 
We were in this fasting and prayer meeting back. Don't remember what night it was, but y'all remember the week the tornadoes hit? We started down the valley, and I saw that same man walking across the top of the mountain. I said, the Spirit of God's going to meet us there tonight. I saw him. Right before 9-11, about three months, y'all remember I stood right there, and I told you, I said, I hear the voice of Franklin Delano Roosevelt saying, this day shall live in infamy. And I said, there's something fixing to hit America. I said, going to be an attack on our soil. It's going to be worse than Pearl Harbor, or just like Pearl Harbor. I said, we're fixing, fixing to get hit. That Saturday night, I sat on those steps right there and I screamed, America, your sin's fixing to find you out. If I know the Spirit of God, if I know the voice of the Lord, something has fell on me this week that I can't hardly stand up under the burden of it. It's about to kill me. It's been pressing my spirit so strong. There's days I didn't think I could handle it. It's like something's just been trying to scream out of me and cry out of me. I've been hardly able to handle the pressure. But I'm telling you, God's trying to get our attention. I have fought for 11 years to get people founded on prayer and a relationship with God. And I'm telling you, some of you fixing to regret you hadn't developed a prayer life. You're fixing to regret the looseness, the slackness, the lukewarmness you've allowed to stay in your lives when you've had God's Word preached to you. Time after time and week after week trying to stir you to pray. And people still won't come out of their carnality. They still want to backbite and bicker and fuss and gripe. Complain like a bunch of spoiled little kids not getting their way. I'm telling you, God's fixing to get your attention. God's fixing to get this nation's attention. He's fixing to get his people's attention. Monday morning. I woke up, don't remember if I got up and prayed. I can't remember when it happened. But I know I woke up about 4.30, 5 o'clock, somewhere in there. Don't remember if I got up and prayed and read my Bible or laid back down if it happened when I woke up. Sometimes God starts talking to me when I wake up because when I wake up, I immediately start praying and reaching out to the Lord. But I was laying there in the bed. I saw it just plain as I'm looking at you, brother. Any of y'all can think back and remember the news clip. You've probably seen it a dozen times. When President Bush was sitting in that school on 9-11, and his chief of staff walked in and whispered in his ear what had just happened to America. You see the look on his face change. I saw that just as plain as I'm looking at you. And then I saw that plane hit that tower again.
It's as plain as I'm looking at you. And I'm telling you, by the Spirit of God, this nation's fixing to get hit again hard. Worse than anything our eyes have ever seen, our hearts can imagine America's fixing to get hit. You write it down. You write it down. I'm telling you, I can't get this out of my spirit. I've had it in my spirit so strong this week. I've told my wife I don't know how many times. I said, I ain't never felt like this. I said, I can't hardly contain this thing in my spirit. Brother Nathan's been around me most of the week. I don't know how many times I've told him. I said, Brother Nathan is fixing to hit. I said, I feel it. Some fixing to shake this nation right down to its knees. And I said, it ain't going to be one hit. I believe we're fixing to get hit in multiple locations. It's going to be bad. It's going to be calamity. It's going to be tragic. And I believe it's going to be thousands of deaths. And I ain't talking about no 15 years down the road. I'm talking about this thing fixing to hit. This thing fixing to hit. Y'all remember when 9-11 hit two weeks afterward? I went to Calhoun and preached for Brother Patterson. Driving back that night. About 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning, I went into an open vision. I saw the Statue of Liberty. I seen her get shaken. She was okay. I seen her get hit. She went to her knees. But she got back up. I seen her get hit the third time. She went to her knees. She didn't get up. God told me 9-11 shook her. This time, God's going to take her to her knees. Y'all want the house of God full? Get ready. It's fixing to fill up. Because in that same vision, I saw tanks and troops in the streets of our cities. Y'all hear me? I saw tanks and troops in the streets of our cities. You mark my words, if I know the voice and the Spirit of God, life as you know it is fixing to cease to exist. Your freedom to move and go where you want to to go and do what you want to do and travel like you're traveling now is fixing to cease to exist because you are going to fear. Are you hearing me? I've told people for years that we're going to fear to do things in this nation just like they fear to do in other nations where there's terrorist attacks. I'm telling you, all hell is fixing to break loose on this nation because God cannot get America's attention. Can't get it. He can't get her attention. He can't get her attention. And preachers aren't warning people of anything. They're not stirring them to pray. They're not stirring them to live right. They're not stirring them to seek the face of God. They're not stirring them to put away sin. All they're doing is preaching prosperity and blessings and junk. And people ain't going to be able to stand what's happening on the face of the earth because they don't have a relationship with God. Before God, if you've ever cultivated a prayer life before the Lord of heaven if you've ever gotten a dedication in a heart to seek God now is the time now is the time I'm telling you children that is the time God told us 
I don't remember if Sister Daniels was here and told it, but the Lord showed her that for people to start putting back cash. I know I come told you. If she didn't tell it. Told people to start putting back cash a little bit at a time because the time was going to come when wouldn't be able to buy gas, wouldn't be able to buy groceries, wouldn't be able to do nothing because the electricity was going to go out and all this computer system was going to shut down. If you didn't have cash, you couldn't operate. Y'all remember that? We got a taste of it during the tornadoes. It didn't move people. It didn't move people to prepare. It didn't move people. I'm telling you, God has warned and warned and tried to get people's attention, but I'm telling you, this one's going to rock you down to your soul. This one's going to rock you to your knees, and God is going to get America's attention as a whole nation. She's going to know that she's in trouble. Because she's in trouble. You hear me? She's in trouble. And I've started telling people this week. I mean, people that don't know, people ain't around the Word. I've started telling people, you better start keeping your car full of gas. You better start putting you some cash back, get you some water, get you some canned goods. You better put them back. I said, because I don't care how much money you got in the bank, it ain't going to do you no good. If you can't cash a check and you can't use a debit card, what good is your money? No good. No good. You say, why are you telling us this tonight, Brother Matter? Because I was on my knees right there. I had searched scriptures for three hours on what I preached on last week. Had two words that I wanted to deliver, and I got right there on my knees, and the Spirit of the Lord fell on me, and he said, the watchman... In your spirit is awakened this night. I felt that thing wake up on me. I felt that thing come over my spirit. I wasn't going to do nothing but just barely mention this thing and tell you all to get ready. But something got a hold of my spirit when I was on my knees. Something reached down and shook my very soul. I've told y'all from uh, time after time, when you see a volcano blow up, uh, you better get ready because the hell is enlarging itself. Uh, and man, there's been one volcano after another for about the last three months. I'm uh, just erupting everywhere. I know there's been one or two down in Chile. There's one somewhere else. They just been blowing up. And the Lord told me in the 80s, uh, every time a volcano blows up, uh, hell enlarges itself. Well, I'm telling you, uh, hell's enlarged yourself. Uh, and people fixing to go to hell uh, by the literal thousands. Uh, and it ain't going to be somewhere in another country. Uh, it's going to be right here uh, in the United States of America. God has lifted His hand uh, of this perverted, ungodly nation. Uh, and the only people going to be divinely protected uh, is the righteous uh, seed of God. Uh, you ain't going to ride Brother Metter's coattail in this. Uh, you better get yourself uh, down to business with God, uh, get yourself in prayer, uh, get a relationship with God, uh, and I'm telling you when them church doors is open, uh, you better be in this house. Now's the time. The judgment must begin at the house of God. I'm tired of getting hit on because I stand for righteousness. People got mad at what I said last week. Let them get mad. 
I ain't working with no perverted, adulterated, fornicating preachers. If that's the route you want to go, run to them. I ain't working with that filth. It's brought this nation into a place God's fixing to tear it apart. Filth in the pulpit. Filth in the house of God. Filth in our houses. Filth in our minds. Filth in our spirits. The house of God's empty tonight because everybody's caught up in the 4th of July. Everybody's wanting to have a good time. I want to be with my family. I'd like to have a good time too. But I got something sitting on me like a 20 ton weight. I got something sitting on me. Souls fixing to die and go to hell. Souls fixing to die and go to hell. This nation fixing to get hit. I don't know how it's going to get hit, but I'm telling you, it's fixing to, it's fixing to rock this nation down to the core. And I'm having to carry this weight. And I can tell people about it. And they say, yeah, brother, matter we believe you, but you can't move people to seek God. Can't move them to seek God. Can't move them to get serious about prayer. Attending the house of God. We got too much going on. Well, I'm going to tell you, God can give you plenty of time. God can give you plenty of time that you ain't got nothing to do but think about it. Y'all think it's a, it'll be a funny thing to see tanks running these streets? To see soldiers on the street corners? To have to go through checkpoints? This nation has enjoyed freedoms that no other nation on the face of the earth has ever enjoyed. God's been good to her. God has blessed her. God has prospered her. God has raised her up on high above any nation there is. And we've shoved it in his face. We've shoved it in his face. I heard the voice of the Lord scream out of me when I was in prayer tonight. New York, New York State just passed a same-sex marriage law. I heard the word of the Lord screaming me, Whoa! Be under New York State. I think Vermont and some of those others up there have passed it. You watch God tear the northeastern United States. I mean, you talk, you talking about God tearing things up. Man, I tell you, they have bad winters up there, but wouldn't nothing surprise me. Floods, tornadoes, and before anybody said anything about a hurricane hitting New York City right out here on 55 in 1998, some of y'all was in the meeting. I, I prophesied a hurricane would go up the east coast, move into that harbor in New York, and kill people into the hundreds of thousands. You better get ready for it, children, because the hand that has kept calamity, the hand that has kept trouble and chaos, the hand that has kept death over this country is no longer anymore going to protect a nation that has turned perverted and ungodly and unholy and unclean. The prophet Jeremiah saw it and he cried out and he screamed and said, were they ashamed? When they committed abomination. He said nay. They were not ashamed. Neither could they blush. This is a perverted. An unholy. And an ungodly generation. And it hates God. Tell me why God should bless America. Somebody tell me why. God should keep blessing America. 
Whenever way this nation turns, we'll shove it in his face. Whenever way we turn, people are finding more and more excuses not to come to the house of God. More and more reasons not to pray. More and more reasons not to live clean and holy. And God spoke in this meeting last week. Last week God spoke. He said, if I've put your feet here, you better keep them here. You hear me? God said, if I've put your feet here, you better keep them here. Because there's forces at work right now to move people out from under the hand and the will of God just before God gives us outpouring of the Holy Ghost that we've been fighting and praying and seeking God for. And we're pressing. We are pressing into this thing, children. There is something working in the Spirit. I I have felt something so deep moving in me. Ever since I went to the minister's meeting, there's such a depth of God moving in my spirit. See, everybody's looking for a big shout. They're looking for a big outpouring and a tongue talking. Oh, we're going to have those. But the true work of the Spirit is penetrating deep into the heart of individuals and bringing conviction and bringing in holiness and righteousness and godliness and he's making people ashamed that the things are set before their eyes the things their ears are hearing the things they're doing there is a conviction of the Holy Ghost being given to turn your feet out of the broad path back to the old paths he said stand ye in the way and see Ask for the old pass. Who's asking for the old pass now? You know what people say? I want that old time religion. I want this modern day religion. You know why? No accountability. No responsibility. No dedication. You can go to church, say you're a Christian. Sing, shout, praise God, talk in tongues, prophesy and get prophesied to and leave the house of God and go out and waller in filth. I'm telling you, if I have ever known a scripture that is now, I ain't talking about something down the road. I'm talking about now the time has come. That judgment must begin in the house of God. God can't go out here and keep judging sinners till He first judges the saints. God's got to set His house in order. And I'm telling you, God is setting His house in order. You say, Brother Metter, this ain't what I come to hear. There's the door. All I can tell you, I got to be led by the Spirit of God. I got to do what God tells me to do. So I'm going to tell you something. I don't fear you, but I fear Him. I don't fear you one bit. I'd have been talked about and lied on and drugged through the mud. My name cast out as evil and been fought and criticized and vilified. There ain't a whole lot left folks can do to me. You hear me? There ain't a whole lot left to my name and my reputation other than I stand for righteousness. And you know it's sad when you stand up for righteousness and people supposed to be serving God getting mad at you. I mean getting mad at you and ready to fight you. 
I remember when I stood up against these preachers that were committing adultery and fornication I, back in 94 and walked away from them. I, they started divorcing their wives and I, marrying other women and some of them went through two or three divorces. I, and I cried out against it and preachers called me up. I said, you ain't welcome in my church. I, and shut me out and come against me I, and lied on me and run me down. Why? Because I stood for righteousness. I, I'll always stand for righteousness. I, I'll always stand for righteousness. I, if you want to fornicate and adulterate and preacher, go find you somebody else. I, I stand for holiness. I, I stand for cleanliness. I, I stand for godliness. I, and I will declare I, the word of the Lord unto you when it comes I, to my soul. And I'm telling you, this nation is fixing to get hit. And she's going to get hit hard. She's going to get hit hard. I ain't talking about one place. I'm talking about she can get hit hard. Don't you be surprised. You hear me? Don't you be surprised you turn your news on. And this country getting hit everywhere. See, all the big cities are watching for it. Little cities ain't prepared for it. Do you realize they could come into a little city like Fort Payne, 10 or 15 of them? And they could strike a terrorist attack in a town like Fort Payne or Gadsden and kill thousands before anybody could stop them. Because they ain't set up for it. They ain't prepared for it. You say, what's going to keep us? The blood of Jesus. What's going to watch over us? The blood of the Lamb. How many times have I screamed at y'all in the last six months? You better let God lead you where to go. You better let the Spirit of God order your steps. I don't care if it's to the grocery store. You better let the Spirit of God order your steps. And I'm telling you, children of God, when it comes time to head to this house, you better head to this house and you better pull on these grounds. And you better enter into them doors with thanksgiving. You better begin to shout and magnify God that you got a preacher that ain't going to stand up here and lull you to sleep and sing and shout you to death. But I'm fighting for your souls. I'm fighting for God to put something in you because I'm going to tell you if God shakes this nation the way I think He's going to shake it, people fix and go to pieces. Y'all remember how they went to pieces when 9 11 hit? They was calling people everywhere, people in this church. And people in this church, fear didn't get them. You know why? I'd prepared you. I'd prepared you. Get prepared. People fixing to go to pieces. Fear's fixing to get them. Fear's fixing to grip them. You know why? Our country ain't never handled nothing like this. It ain't never handled nothing like this. And see what people in this country don't understand? They don't understand these people are demon-possessed. They don't understand these people are demon-possessed. They don't understand these people will kill you at the blink of an eye and say they do God's service, especially Christians. I told y'all a year or two years ago, they spoke to me and told me, the seat of Christianity, which is the United States of America, was fixing to be put under attack. Y'all remember I told you that? And I seen, I seen terrorists with, with suicide belts come in to churches and set them off in churches. Y'all remember that? 
The seed of Christianity is fixing to get attacked. She's fixing to get attacked, church. The brother from Pakistan come and told y'all the same thing, and I done told you a year before he got here. I done warned you. But see, when God speaks like this, we think, well, it ain't never going to happen to us. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's fixing to happen to us. It's fixing to happen to the United States. Are you listening to me? It's fixing to happen in our streets, in our cities, in our towns. Lives are fixing to be lost. Destruction. You hear me? Chaos and calamity fixing to hit. You say, preacher, you're crazy. Say what you want to. I know what I saw. I know what I saw. I know how hard this thing's pressing my spirit this week. It's about kill me. It's about kill me. Thursday. Man, this thing got on me so strong Thursday, I couldn't hardly I couldn't hardly stand myself. I mean everywhere I went this thing was on me and I was just I was just agitated. I was just by God I just I couldn't think about nothing else. I couldn't see nothing else. I've never had anything get in my spirit and press me the way this has pressed my spirit. The way this has pressed my spirit. And all preachers are preaching to their people. Peace. Safety. Prosperity. Good things. Prophesying vain visions. Ain't nothing to them. Y'all listening to me? Is anybody listening to me tonight? Are you listening to me? Find my scripture I'm looking for. Isaiah 56. Don't know how long I'm going to minister tonight. Don't really care. I'm going to do what God tells me. Y'all may be out of church for 9 o'clock tonight. Isaiah 56. Verse 8. Y'all with me? The Lord God which gathers the outcast of Israel. Thank God He's given me some outcast. Because I'm going to tell you, as long as you want to serve God, you'll listen to what I tell you, I'll take you. I don't care what kind of mess you're in. I'll take you. God will clean you up if you listen. God will clean you up if you listen. I don't care what kind of mess you're in. God will wash you. He'll cleanse you. He'll put His Spirit in you. He'll put His Word in you. Amen. He said right here, the Lord God was gathered the outcast of Israel. Yea, will I gather others to Him besides those that are gathered unto Him. All ye beasts of the field come to devour. Yea, all ye beasts in the forest. His watchmen are blind. They are all ignorant. They are all dumb dogs. They can not bark. Hey, I'm barking at you tonight. I'm sounding an alarm. You hear me? This thing catches you unaware. It's because you don't have ears to hear. This thing comes in and sweeps in on you. And you, you see it happening. You say, oh my God. Don't say you wasn't warned. Don't say you wasn't warned. Listen to what I'm telling you. 
You go out here and you buy you some water and you put it back so you'll have water to drink. You put you back some canned goods. I ain't telling you to go crazy. I I, I, I told y'all two years ago when I word of the Lord come to me when I was on that long fast. God said, start storing back water, storing back food a little bit at a time. Get ready for this. And we've ignored what God told us. People as a whole has ignored what God told us. You listen to me? Don't ignore me tonight. Don't ignore this warning tonight. You'll find yourself with a pocket full of money. I mean, a, a bank full of money. You won't be able to buy a dozen eggs. You won't be able to buy a bottle of water. Have plenty of money in the bank, plenty of checks in your checkbook, debit card, credit card. Won't be able to scan a credit card. Won't be able to write a check. Won't have to have cash money. You hear me? Won't have cash money. I said, doesn't matter what we're going to do. Better be developing a faith in God. Better be getting a relationship in prayer. Like I've screamed at people for 11 years, pleaded with people, begged people, get to the house of God and pray. Get in here and pray with the body. Please come pray. Please, 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 please. You don't know what's fixing to hit this nation. Please, you don't know what's coming. Please, you ain't going to be able to stand. People just ignored me. Maybe this will get your attention. Because preachers ain't wanting. Preachers just preaching good words. Having good church. Do y'all know that? About 98% of the preachers just having good church. That's all they're doing, just having good church. Just having good church. Just having good church. Oh, you better watch that brother better. <laughs> He's in some strange doctrine. Show me another preacher. It's fault and criticized just because he tries to get you to pray and get in a relationship with God. That's people's biggest beef with me. Brother Meadow won't quit harping on prayer. Brother Meadow won't quit talking about getting there early and praying. Brother Meadow won't leave us alone about prayer. You know why? You're going to have to have it to stand. You're going to have to have it what's coming on the face of the earth. You're going to have to have it what's fixing to hit this nation or your nerves are going to go to pieces. You ain't going to be able to cope with the pressure. You ain't going to be able to cope with the death and destruction. Fixing to rock this nation. How far off is it, brother? I don't know. The way it's pressing my spirit, I'll tell you any hour. I'll tell you, you might go home and turn your TV on tonight, and this nation be in turmoil. I don't know. I don't know if it's a day away, a week away, a month away, a year away. But what I'm feeling, it ain't far. It ain't far. Can I tell you when? No. I ain't that stupid. Because God didn't tell me when. But if He does, I still probably won't tell you. You know why? Because a lot of people wait up to the last minute. Try to get themselves right, get in the house of God and pray. Jesus said, An evil and an adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. You know why they want a sign? Because when they see that sign, they'll try to get right. He said, the only sign I'm going to give you is the sign of the prophet Jonah. 
a man comes screaming, you better repent or you fixing to perish. You don't see preachers screaming repent anymore. You don't see preachers screaming about the judgments of God anymore. Oh, God's love. He is. God's mercy. He is. God's forgiveness. He is. But God also said in his word, I'm a killer. Y'all hear me? He said, I'm a killer. He said, be sure your sins will find you out. They're going to find you out. You can hide them from Brother Matter. You can't hide them from God. You can get behind closed doors. Say, nobody knows. Oh, yeah, he does. That all seeing eye of God. He just don't see what you do. He sees your thoughts. He said, for the evil of this people's thoughts. He said, I'm going to put a whooping on Because of what you're thinking. Did I not read you all that in the Word? He said, the fruit and the evil... He said, what these people are thinking. He said, the fruit of their thing, their thoughts. He said, I'm going I'm to perform evil on them. Oh, that wasn't God that brought all them tornadoes. Really? My Bible said, the Lord hath his way in the storm and in the whirlwind. If it wasn't God's hand, then what he warned us for? To go to prayer and start seeking the face of God. If it wasn't God's hand, what did he tell us to start praying and repenting for? Seeking the face of God. And you know what people wrote me and told me? We're praying for you, Brother Matter. Didn't say I'm praying with you. We're praying for you. I said, you better be praying for yourselves. You don't need to be praying for me. You need to be seeking God with me. We're praying for your church, Brother Matter. We're praying for you. Well, who's praying for you? You don't need to be praying for me. You need to be praying for yourselves. Well, you don't appreciate the prayers? Yeah. But when God gives a warning like that, He don't want you to pray for me. He wants you to get your house in order. God doesn't want your house in order, church. He wants your house in order. Because I'm going to tell you something. These preachers out here in these mega churches, they ain't going to preach like this. They ain't going to preach like this. You know why? They don't want to bear the reproach. For the matter what you're going to do if it don't happen, it's going to happen. I can't remember whether it's two years ago or last year, but I went down to Savannah. It might have been two years ago, but I come back and told you, I said, I've seen America get hit two more times. I've seen her get hit hard. She's fixing to get hit hard. I'm telling you, she's fixing to get hit hard. Develop your prayer life in God. Develop your relationship with God. Start seeking God for faith. Because I'm going to tell you, when all this hits, a lot of this government assistance ain't going to be there. 
It ain't going to be there, I'm telling you, children. It ain't going to be there. Get yourself ready. Get yourself ready. Ain't going to be there. He said, his watchmen are blind. They're all ignorant. They're all dumb dogs. They can't bark. Sleeping, lying down, loving to slumber. Yea, they are greedy dogs which can never have enough. And they are shepherds that cannot understand. They all look to their own way, every one for his gain from his water. Come ye, say they, and I will fetch wine, and we will fill ourselves with strong drink, and tomorrow shall be as this day and much more abundant. All preachers are preaching his prosperity. That's all they're preaching. Prosperity. God's a good God. He is. He's a good God. And He's going to take care of those that are His that seek Him. But I told y'all in 2009, I saw this nation fix to come apart at the seams. And the only thing that was going to stop it was if my people are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Is that what he said? Then will I hear from heaven and I will heal your land. God's people ain't prayed. God's people have not sought the Lord. I'm talking about as a whole. There's been a few. But I can tell you this. The house where the blood is applied. The house that is walking upright before God, nothing will touch you. You hear me? Nothing's going to touch the true seat of God. Nothing's going to touch you. God cannot break His word. God cannot break His word. But I'm going to tell you something. If God looks into your spirit, looks into your home and he looks inside of you and all he sees is perversion and evil and ungodliness. You better grab hold of yourself because God fix and shake you. God fix and shake you. God fix and shake you. Preach this word under the tents and preach this word in this church. Have people go right out of this church and go commit fornication. Have you lost your mind? Do you not think somewhere God's going to catch up to you? That God is merciful and slow to anger? But somewhere you're going to cross His mercy line. Somewhere. People in the church right here used to attend here have stolen stuff from this church. We got we got probably $2,000 worth of tools and stuff missing right now that I started searching for and cannot find. It's been stolen from this church. And stuff stolen from me personally. I'm talking about people went to church. Somewhere, God's going to call you into accountability. 
you hear me? Every unrepented of, unblood covered sin. Fix and find you out. Fix and find you out. It ain't between me and you. Between you and God. I've had people say, Oh, Brother Matter, I'd do something about it. I said, I am. And just his mind, saith the Lord, I'll repay. Because I'm going to tell you something. When God whips you, you're going to know you've had your hide tanned. When God whips you, you're going to know you've been whipped. I had God put a whooping on me one time. I'm kind of like my boy. He said, last time Daddy whipped me, and I don't think I ever whipped him over three or four times in his life. Twice. He said, but the second time Daddy whipped me, he said, I've made up my mind. I didn't want another one. I'm going to tell you something. First time God whipped my hide, I made up my mind. I didn't never want another one. And I've done my best to walk up right before him and do what's right. Because God will rebuke you. He'll correct you. He'll instruct you. But if you're too bullheaded to listen, somewhere he'll tear your britches up. And I'm telling you, God fixes to tear some folks' britches up. He fixes to tear some folks' britches up. People too hard-hearted and too stubborn and too rebellious for their own good. God will get your attention. He will get your attention. You don't think you'll humble yourself? You don't think you'll beg God? You don't plead, think you'll plead for mercy? Oh, yes, you will. Oh, yes, you will. I've seen God put big men on their knees and make them cry like babies. God knows right where to get you. God knows where your heart's at. See, the Lord told me a long time ago. He said, I don't have to touch you. He said, I don't have to do one thing to you. He said, I'll get the closest thing to your heart. And he said, and I'll have you on your knees in a heartbeat begging me for mercy. He said, I'll get the closest thing to your heart. He said, I don't have to lay one finger on you. He said, all I got to do is touch the thing closest to your heart. Be on your knees, bawling like a baby, begging God for mercy. Telling God, I'll do anything. Just turn it. Just turn it. I've told God all week, I said, God, I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to pray. When I, when I say, God, give us more mercy. Give us more time. Be merciful. Seem like the more mercy God gives America, the further she gets from it. Seem like the more time God gives us, the looser we live and the slacker we get. Who's warning people? Who's trying to stir people? Who's trying to move people to develop a relationship with God? Most preachers just preaching good messages. You know why? They don't see the handwriting on the wall. I'm not preaching something five years down the road, ten years down the road. 
I'm preaching something just ahead of you. Y'all hear me? Am I making sense? This, this thing, it's on us. Just like this visitation's on us, this calamity's on us. Can y'all not feel this? Y'all not feel this? Am I by myself tonight? Can anybody feel what I'm saying? Oh, Brother Miller, everybody knows America's going to get hit again sooner or later. Yeah, they probably are going to get hit again sooner or later. But I'm telling you what God showed me. I'm telling you what God showed me. And I'm telling you, it's at the door. One thing going to keep it off. Folks going to hit their knees. They're going to hit the altars. They're going to humble themselves. They're going to turn from their wicked ways. See, God was talking to his people. God wasn't talking to sinners. He said, you humble yourself and pray and seek my face and turn from your wicked ways. Wickedness has got in people's hearts. I'm talking about people started out right serving God with a humble, right, meek spirit. Wickedness has got in their hearts. They're full of bitterness. They're full of hatred. They're full of strife. They're full of envy. They're full of jealousy, division. Every people's tickled to death that these church doors are closed. It, I mean, I, I'm talking about people supposed to be serving God. They would laugh and shout and have a party if the church doors on this church closed. You say you're crazy. I know what I'm telling you. I can tell you this. What they're following will be dead and in the grave. And a tombstone set over it a long time before these church doors ever close. You can mark my words. You can mark my words. Buddy, this word ain't going nowhere. Brother Metter may go somewhere, but if God moves me out of here, he'll put a word here that'll keep the people that's here. Why? Because this ain't built on Brother Metter. This is built on dedication. This is built on prayer. This is built on relationship. And this church is built on the word of the Lord that has been preached here for 11 years. It'll stay here. And I guarantee you it'll keep you. I said it'll keep you. If you'll keep it, it'll keep you. Amen. If you'll keep this word, this word will keep you. Ezekiel, 12th chapter. I think I got it marked. If I don't, I can find it. Y'all with me? Ezekiel 12 and 21. The word of the Lord came unto me saying, Son of man, what is that proverb that you have in the land of Israel saying the days are prolonged and every vision faileth? Tell them therefore thus saith the Lord, I will make this proverb to cease and they shall no more use it as a proverb in Israel but say unto them that the days are at hand 
and the effect of every vision. For there should be no more, for there shall be no more any vain vision nor flattering divination within the house of Israel. For I am the Lord and I will speak. And the word that I will speak, that I shall speak, shall come to pass. It shall be no more prolonged, for in your days, O rebellious house, will I say the word, and will perform it, saith the Lord God. Again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, behold, they of the house of Israel say the vision that he sees this for many days to come, and he prophesies of times that are far off. Therefore say unto them, Thus saith the Lord, There shall none of my words be prolonged any more, but the word which I have spoken shall be done, saith the Lord of hosts. That pretty well just puts the cap on it. And I didn't even know that scripture read like that. Because I just looked up part of it and marked it. Let's go right on down to chapter 13. Again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel that prophesy. And say thou unto them that prophesy out of their own heart, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, Woe unto the foolish prophets that follow their own spirit and have seen nothing. O Israel, thy prophets are like foxes in the desert. Ye have not gone up into the gaps, neither made up the hedge for the house of Israel to stand in the battle in the day of the Lord. They have seen vanity and lying divination, saying, The Lord has said, and the Lord hath not sent them. And they have made others to hope that they would confirm the word. Have ye not seen a vain vision, and have ye not spoken a lying divination, whereas ye say, The Lord saith it, albeit I have not spoken. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, because ye have spoken vanity and seen lies. Therefore, behold, I am against you, saith the Lord. And my hand shall be upon the prophets that see vanity and the divine lies. And they shall not be in the assembly of my people. Neither shall they be written in the writings of the house of Israel. Neither shall they enter into the land of Israel. And ye shall know. That I am the Lord because even because they have seduced my people saying peace and there was no peace. And one built up a wall and lo, others daubed it with untempered mortar. There's no peace, children. You hear me? The only peace you're going to have is in Jesus Christ. The only peace you're going to have is he whose mind is stayed upon the Lord. The Lord's going to keep him in perfect peace. He's going to keep him in perfect peace. This may not be what you come to hear tonight. I can't help it. I've got to obey the Lord. Because I'm telling you, this thing's on us. It's on us. It's on us. I don't know when it's coming. But I can tell you, it's on us. And God's trying to get you ready. God wants you to be prepared. You know how many people are going to panic? 
You know how much fear is going to grip people's hearts? But the people set their hearts to seek God, they ain't going to be afraid. Just like we wasn't afraid in 9-11. I don't think anybody that come to this church got afraid. We had a, a heart for what was happening to our nation. But we wasn't afraid. My oldest daughter was in college at that time. And she called me. I was preaching in Mississippi. I was preaching tent revival in Mississippi. She called me about 12, 31 o'clock. If it was even that late, it could have been 10, 30 or 11. She said, Daddy. She said, do you have something to do with this? I said, well, maybe. She said, I figured, some, I figured as much. She said, Daddy. She said, everything's going to be all right. She said, they got us locked down on campus and we can't go nowhere. I said, you just stay put and pray. I said, God's people are going to be okay. She said, are you sure? I said, I ain't never told you nothing wrong yet. I said, it's going to be all right. But see, all of us, we got loved ones that ain't saved. We got loved ones scattered, scattered across the face of this earth. I got my two girls. They love God. You know, my oldest daughter works in the medical field. She works up Emory Hospital. And y'all remember Lisa Fell messed her knee up? God moved for her. My daughter seen that whack on that knee, and she said, Oh, my God, Mama. She reached down there and looked at it. She said, She said, with a lick like that, she said, you either had to dislocate your kneecap or fracture your knee bone. She said, I don't know what I've done. She said, but you don't see me limping, do you? She said, no. She said, God moved for me. She said, God healed me. She looked at her and she said, I can see that. She said, because I can tell you, the lick you took on that knee, she said, God had to move for you. She said, because that knee, knee can't take that kind of lick. Her husband's a police officer. About two years ago, he went to handcuff a guy, and the guy spun on him and attacked him. He had to take him down. And he didn't know it, but he knocked his kneecap out of place. And I'm talking about a Marine. I'm talking about a man in excellent physical condition. Knocked his kneecap out of place. And they were talking about putting him on disabilities, major surgery, and him maybe even losing his job. And my wife had to take him to the doctor. Catholic boy don't know nothing about God. I said, give him a prayer cloth. On the way to the doctor that day, she said, here, Michael, she said, take this prayer cloth, stick it in your pocket. So we've been praying for you. He said, okay. Stuck it in his pocket, went in there, had his MRI, all his x-rays. My daughter had to take him back to the doctor two days later. Took him back to the doctor and sitting there in the doctor's office. Doctor come out with the x-rays, looked down at him. Put his hand down there and felt of his knee. Looked back at the x-rays. Felt of that knee. Looked back at them x-rays. Felt around some more. He said, he said, this says your kneecap was dislocated and knocked out of place. He said, but somehow, he said, it's back in place. 
my daughter just busted out laughing. He looked at her. My daughter just busted out laughing, looked at him, shrugged her shoulders, said, well, miracles happen. And he just, just amazed. That'll move for you for a while. Don't take advantage of it. Don't take advantage of it. This word didn't hit somebody else the way it should hit you. That's all right. I've obeyed the Lord. I've done what God told me to do. I've warned you. I've blowed the trumpet. I've blowed the trumpet tonight. It's up to you now. It's up to you to warn your loved ones. It's up to you to get your house in order. It's up to you to be, quit being slack in your relationship with God. It's up to you. Because I'm going to tell you something. God rewards faithfulness. He rewards steadfastness. And he rewards diligence. He rewards uprightness. This country fixing to go through some hard times. She fixing to go through persecution. Well, Brother Matter, the church ain't going to be here. Well, all I can tell you to do is get down and pray. Come quick, Lord Jesus. And you better hope he come get you. Because if he don't come get you, you're going to be in a mess. You better get ready for what's coming on the face of the earth. You better get ready. Y'all listening to me? You better get ready. It's only by your faith that you're going to be able to survive. The just shall live by his faith. Those who are justified by the blood of Jesus shall survive by their faith in God. You're going to have to have faith take you through what, what we're facing. Oh, I ain't just talking about y'all. Y'all can't y'all can't see what's happening in this nation. You can't see the crops being destroyed. You can't see the price of food inching up a little at a time. You can't see less and less food in this country being produced. You can't see the productivity of this country slipping away. They can holler to, uh, about the economy getting better if they want to. The only thing's going to turn this economy around what I told you. People going to hit their knees and pray and scream out to God. God said he'd stop it for a while to give us a chance to get ready. But if he don't and we don't, I told y'all, i seen this country come apart financially at the seams, and it'll happen. And it ain't no long time down the road. It's just about there now. Everybody fighting and bickering. Nobody wants to do nothing. Just fuss and fight. Well, they fussed and fought up in Minnesota to the government shut down. Y'all know the government Minnesota shut down? All they got going on in Minnesota right now is emergency services. Government is shut down up there. It's shut down. The only thing the only thing working is necessary emergency service in, in the government of Minnesota. Everything else shut down. Buildings are padlocked, parks are closed, all kind of I mean they're closed. Why? They couldn't agree on a budget. They said ain't no money to pay nobody. Everybody stay home. Fixing to happen in America. Fixing to happen in America. You say, preacher, you crazy better hope I am. 
I'm trying to get you ready. I'm trying to get you ready. Why? God spoke to me. And he said, if I speak to you, you don't warn people. He said, blood's on your hands. He said, if I speak to you, you warn them. It's all for me, it's on you. People too busy. They got too much stuff. Got too much going on. Got too many reasons why you can't serve God. Amen. People got too many reasons. Every time you, every time people talk to me, well, Brother Matter, I've been in church, but I hear y'all been having some good services and I'd be there, but it ain't up to me. It's up to you. It ain't up to me. You don't need to be apologizing to me. You need to be making things right with him. Because judgment is beginning right here. This is the house of God. This is a place of worship. He said judgment first must begin where? House of God. God's got to set us in order before he can start judging the world. I'm going to tell you something. God's bringing his house in order. I don't know how many prayer requests I've had this week. People in bad shape. People needing prayer. People want me to pray. Somebody in another state wrote me, email. He said, Brother Matter, so-and-so's in bad shape. He said, if God don't move, they may not live very long. I'm talking about a young person. I said, I'll pray for him. Got down to go pray for him. Feel no burden. Feel no burden whatsoever. You know why? Last time I seen him, two years ago, they come to one of my meetings. I looked at him. I said, you're running from God. You're living on borrowed time. Better get your house in order. So you really do that? Oh, yeah, I'll do it. I'll look the eyeball straight and tell you. I said, you're living on borrowed time. Couldn't pray for him. Couldn't pray for him. Had somebody text me, so-and-so's in bad shape. They're about to have a nervous breakdown, then severe depression. I text them back and said, ignore the house of God is. And I said, it's time to quit running. I've told y'all I'm not going to pray for these rebellious young'uns and these rebellious loved ones that will not serve God. And then when all hell breaks loose on them, you want me and somebody else to pray it off of them? You can forget it. I ain't doing it. I'm letting the hand of God deal with them. Well, what if something bad happens to them and they don't make it? Their choice. They got the same choice to serve God me and you have. When God puts them on flat of their back and deals with them, you better quit praying them out of trouble. I warned y'all. Better quit praying your loved ones and your kids and your family. You better quit praying them out of trouble. You better quit praying them out of trouble. All you're doing is enabling their rebellion. That's all you're doing. You just, they 
get better, things get better, and all they do is just go right back where they're living and get worse. The watchman is seen. I can't help but speak. I've got to speak what God puts in my spirit. I've got to, I've got to put what God, speak what God puts in my spirit. Did it hit you? No. It really hit you hard the way it should have. Being the altars. Well, God's warned us. See, for some reason, we can't see it happening to us. Some reason, y'all can't see Fort Payne, Alabama laying in shambles like Rainsville, parts of Rainsville and Sylvania and all out through there. Y'all can't see that happening to Fort Payne. God said, I spared Fort Payne because we went to fasting and prayer. God told me, He said, I spared Fort Payne. See, if y'all hadn't went fasting in prayer and saw the face of God, if his church hadn't gotten the gap, said Fort Payne, Alabama would look like Rainsville right now. Or them tornadoes here. God just shifted it. God just shifted it. You know why? He had mercy on us. He had mercy on us. I want God's mercy on me. I want God's mercy on me. You want God's mercy on you? You, you just look at the people. Woke up Wednesday morning. By that evening, some of them were dead. Many more had no homes, had no jobs, had no income. Their lives was in shambles. I mean, you just look how hard God hit Tuscaloosa, Alabama. How hard he hit Rainsville. Sylvania and Idern out through that area. I mean, the people that survived, their lives are still in shambles. They may be putting things back together in the natural. We seen a lady last week that we went out and took some stuff too. She was down at, we went to eat down at Ryan's. She was there, my wife started talking to her. She said, every time it clouds up, she said, I go to pieces inside and I start to bawl. She said, it scares me to death. And at that time, it had just come up a severe thunderstorm last Sunday afternoon. I mean, man, it just hit. Y'all remember how hard it hit? Y'all remember I just told y'all I seen water rolling off these mountains like rivers? And I mean, there in about 30 minutes, man, I mean, water was rolling like rivers. Don't tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. When God shows me something... He'll bring it to pass. But what I saw, it ain't going to take no 20 years for it to come pass. That woman stood there and talked to my wife. You could see the fear and the tears in her eyes. She's just one of many. Y'all hear me? She's just one of many. Needs God to heal her. Needs God to heal her. But God can't heal you. If you're not, God can. He's not going to. He ain't going to serve you. God ain't going to heal people so they can go out and sin and live ungodly. He ain't going to do it. And I'm not going to pray for God to heal you and you deliver you for you to go out and be perverted and unclean. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Remember old brother Jack Cole was having a prayer line one night and he went up to a lady on a set of crutches. She had a big cast on her leg and broke her leg. He said, ma'am, God heals you tonight. What you going to do? She said, I am going to go dancing 
He said, not on my prayers, you ain't. And he passed her right on by and left her standing there. <laughs> he said, I ain't praying for God to heal you so you can go out and serve the devil. He left her standing right there.